Hello, and welcome to Run That Back. That's right, we have a new name. We have received a polite but firm request to change our name, so don't be alarmed or confused if you see the name of this podcast change in your podcast subscription feed. Also, we will have a scheduling change with new shows released on this feed on Thursdays. Don't worry, it's still us bringing you the best in indie sports radio. We are Run That Back! Just getting used to it. Yeah. Gotta say it. Make it deliberate. Uh, So yeah, we are running that back. And, you know, uh, we've been doing this show since 2013. Uh, We've been doing this show for more than eight years. Mm. Our very first guest um, when we started was a man we know and love. It's Philip Chester. And for our first show with our new name back in the studio, we felt we needed to bring... Him back. It's Philip Chester. Welcome back, Philip. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we're we're glad to have you as always. Um, so we've always enjoyed, and we'll have to sort of adjust some some of the branding, but uh, calling people our senior sports correspondent about a particular topic. But uh, Philip's always been a great guest to have because he is sort of our senior sort of Western Carolina sports correspondent. Um, a big Panthers fan, big Hornets fan, um, knows about uh, UNCA and, and yep. other things. So uh, knows about, yeah, yeah. But, yes. yeah, yeah. You would you could call me a super nerd for for their program, and I think that's fair. Uh, awesome. So because we do like it when we can connect the the national sports with some local interest, mm-hmm. and um, we know that sometimes people don't care all that much about sports other than what is the one game that shows up on their TV every yeah, week or right. what's in what's on you know the local news. So here we are, and uh, it's so nice to – we've had you on, and we're like, hey, Philip, so, yeah, sorry about the Panthers. Right. Uh, yeah. And you have bravely come on and said, yes, I am uh, I am struggling, but uh, I'm hopeful. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we're only three games in, and so much can change, but the your Carolina Panthers are 3-0. and Yeah, yeah, it's been um, – it's a happy surprise for me. Um, I did not expect them to be here at all. Um, I will say that I was not a uh, super fan of the Darnold move. Mm-hmm. I thought it did have potential, but I thought, you know, there wasn't a lot there that said, yes, he's going to be the, the, the difference maker uh, for the Panthers. But I'm happily surprised with, so far, it looks like the GM and the coach were right. That, hey, you take him out of the Jets' horrendous system, mm-hmm. put him in a system with much better talent and much better schemes, and he's an adequate player. He's not in any way at all Patrick Mahomes. Mm. But he's also not Zach Wilson of the Jets right yes, now. So right, yeah. I'm very happy to see that. Um, but I will say I think the Panthers' um, emphasis on drafting defense over the last couple seasons has is really the reason why the team is 3-0 and at this point. Excellent. Um, can I say um, maybe the, the Panthers' emphasis on having – uh, easier schedule to start uh, might yes. also have that, yes. contributed to that as well. I would say that's that's fair. Good defense, and also their schedule is very, very light compared Tom, to some other teams. Tom's going to push back. Well, I, I, just, I, I don't know that we yep. know that the New Orleans Saints aren't a good team. That's true. Yeah, that's, two that's and, true. Aren't they 2-1? and one And they, they, they yep. went and beat the Panthers pretty that's good, true. and they beat up on the Packers real good week one. Yep. I think we're seeing it also from the, the Bills-Steelers game that yep. – Week one was sort of week four of preseason. You know? <laughs> right. So we can sort of let that go. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to go uh, too far with that because right. they've looked good. I will make a comparison between the Panthers and the Bills that I think in both cases, your coaching staffs mm. are sort of your most impressive 
uh, aspect. It doesn't mean you don't have great players, and Josh Allen is uh, quickly emerging as one of uh, the superstars mm-hmm. of the league. But just the idea of, like, Matt Rule, along with it's Joe Brady, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Brady on, as offensive yeah, coordinator. They really seem to know what they're doing, and, and they're so good on the defensive side. And the same yep. thing with the Bills. When you just watch yep. them, they have great players, but the system mm-hmm. is the most impressive thing is you just don't kind of see a weakness. Um, so, that yeah, I, which I think is a good thing because yep. even if you do lose a player along the way, we'll talk about there were some tough injuries last week for the mm-hmm. Panthers, you know that it's not – Whereas, like, Lamar Jackson goes down for the Ravens. I think that's quickly right. not yep. a very good Season team. Season over, yep. Um, where, uh, I don't want anybody to lose their quarterback or otherwise, but I just say that. Uh, uh, whereas, you know, my team, the Raiders, I think coaching has been better of late, mm-hmm. but there's, there's an up and down <laughs> there. But just that, so... Uh, Matt Rule, you, you you good so far with uh, under the, the the Rule administration? <laughs> I, I am. Yeah, I I was worried because they have really put themselves out there with a lot of their moves. I think going yeah. after Darnold and giving up a decent number of draft picks, the the Teddy Bridge, especially after the Teddy Bridgewater experiment, did not work out. Yeah. It, I thought it was a really bold move to say, yeah, we think we can get this guy who has not shown anything and so far in his career as a Jet, we think we can get him, put him in our system, and turn this thing around. And so far they have. Um, though I will say that I think. Upgrading the defense really helped because I think the scheme was there last year, mm-hmm. and it's a very aggressive scheme, but they didn't have the talent to enact the scheme as well. And now they've upgraded cornerbacks, defensive linemen, every basically every section of the defense, and now I think that's why it has taken such a drastic jump up. Well, and you mentioned Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, it's funny. It feels like Bridgewater has a kind of ceiling to mm-hmm. how far he Absolutely. can take you. Uh, even though he's off to a very good start with the Broncos, they three are also three and zero. Should say that, but it was interesting to go after Darnold because the Panthers were in the position to take quarterbacks yeah. if they wanted to in the draft. You know, there was Justin Fields, there was Mac Jones, mm-hmm. or if they wanted to go all in and trade up, they could have done something like that. But they decided to sort of say. No, we want a guy who's actually been in the league a mm-hmm. couple of years, who's who's actually been through it, and we're seeing that where this rookie quarterback class has been, you know, highly touted, but you know they're off to a slow start, mm-hmm. and I think maybe Rule and the Panthers were like, we don't want slow starts. We yeah. we want somebody who knows what it's like to play in the NFL, and they did try that with Teddy Bridgewater, but again, he he can only bring you so much with. With Darnold, there at least was, okay, There's the his ceiling is, could yeah. be higher than Bridgewater. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was one of the things I learned because I because Darnold was a Jet and I, he went second or third overall yeah, to second. the Jets, I didn't, I didn't know too much about him. But after he became a Panther, I heard so many people on ESPN and other platforms say, hey, I had him as the best-ranked quarterback mm-hmm. out of that draft class. And I think that's this might be a testament to show hey, if you get a guy in a system, it's not always just, mm-hmm. hey, this guy stinks, get him out of here. Like, he he can't play. I think it, a lot of times it's system and time and getting talented players around you, whereas Darnold didn't have that in, as, a, as a New York Jet. I like that the Panthers also did what we saw in the draft, which was, hey, go ahead and get the quarterback, one of his buddies from college. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Not quite the same thing, but uh, Robbie Anderson, right? Didn't they yeah. play together yeah, in the they Jets? Yeah, they were Jets. Yeah. There's already a, a, you know, a, a synchronicity there, yeah, um, for sure. which, which you uh, see early on. Mm. So just that, it's like, well, well, let's make sure also he's got a, one guy at least who's like, I, I can know I can throw to him. Yeah, yeah and I think um, the one thing that you can't downplay, and this, is, this gets into the injury thing because – 
it hurt me immensely to watch him get hurt again. But the other part of the Panthers is mm. Christian McCaffrey's right. incredible. And he makes everyone else's job so much easier on offense because he can make people miss. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He's he's just he's I I I can't believe that he's actually living up to his draft class right or his draft stock as a running back in today's world because I thought oh taking a running back there I don't know if that's in today's offensive schemes right. I didn't know if that would ever actually live up to the potential but you lost him for most of last season and he's already out for three to four weeks yeah. already so I mean again that's. That's the problem with that, right? Yep, that's yep, yeah. Because he had, I believe, he averaged thirty touches over his first two games. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you there's so like, I wish we could get to a place where we don't rely on him so much, but right. they, that's just where they are right now. What people were saying with uh, Tua, the you know quarterback mm-hmm. from Miami out of Alabama, they're like, it's not criticism; it's just reporting that he is slight and right. he does seem to get hurt a lot. It seems like. Kind of the same can be done for Christian McCaffrey. It's amazing that such again we talked about this uh, you know a while back. He's just a widow. Yeah, <laughs> he's a widow. That's uh, so amazing that uh, you know this sort of like wait that guy who seems like he would get carded on the way in. Yeah, you know, like no, I play for the team. Yeah, you know? um, but he is slight. You know, uh, and then but even this last injury didn't seem like it's that he got hurt. He was just tr- trying to like you know, juke along the way and sort of like. Um, you know, strained the hamstring. Yeah, it looked like he actually like took a high step in uh, the middle, like of trying to make a move to to lose a guy, and then that is apparently where he pulled his hamstring. So yeah, it's kind of like, is that his athleticism and his his freakish gifts hurt coming back to haunt him? I hope yeah. not, but I, I I also saw what happened to our offense in that last game against the Texans, where with Christian, I was texting my brother, all of my fellow Panthers fans, hey. This looks awesome. Like this is the potential that everyone saw in Darnold and him in this offense. And I thought, wow, this is, it's the Texans. I, I will put that out there. So it's right. it's a qualifier. But I was thinking, yes, this is what I was hoping to see this year. And then as soon as he went out, you could see the offense just like slammed on the brakes, and Oof. it took like a whole like quarter or more mm-hmm. to recalibrate on like what okay, what do we do now that he's not there because the defense is cl- is keying in on completely different things. Yeah. Uh- so, yeah, just before we go to music right now, I mean, how do you feel moving forward with the season? Are you, uh, yeah, you're glowing with 3-0. and <laughs> You've got the McCaffrey injury. Are you like, yeah, I, I think we can, mm-hmm. we can continue to compete. We can even make a run at the playoffs. Or are you like, easy, Philip, <laughs> just don't get too, too much. How, how, what's going on in your head? I think b- between if Christian comes back and he doesn't have just like a nagging, constant yeah. hamstring issue. I think if he comes back, I think between that and their schedule and mm. the strength of, their team, of the team being the defense, I think they, they could flirt with being a playoff team and, yeah. and have a winning record. Um, I won't try to do the math because the 17 game season is still not working out in yeah. my head, but I think they're I, I think the Falcons are down. Yeah, I don't think the Saints are quite as good as mm-hmm. what they looked like in the first week. Um, there's they still have to play Tom Brady and the Bucks, uh, as weird as that is to say. Still, right. Um, so I think they're not the class of the division yet, but I think they're second tier. Um, and. It just depends on how the rest of the NFC shakes out as them maybe being a wild card team. Right. Uh, I agree. Uh, there was another uh, unfortunate injury last week with their sort of the top draft pick mm. from this, uh, uh, the cornerback. J.C. Horn. J.C. Uh, Horn, yeah. So that. Son of Joe Horn. <laughs> some people are more like, ooh, that's actually going to be a harder to recover yes, from for than, sure. than McCaffrey. Uh, and I appreciate that the. Um, 
an organization found mm-hmm. a way to res- to respond, respond, yep. and they uh, made a trade to bring someone over from Jacksonville. Yeah, they brought in C.J. Henderson, their first round mm-hmm. pick from 2020, uh, who was the ninth overall pick. So about the same tier as where uh, right. J.C. Horn so, was taken. Great, they needed, but I'm bummed that they traded uh, Dan Arnold, yes. who was the tight end, because it just <laughs> yeah. ruined the Darnold to Dan Arnold connection. <laughs> yes. That was just so fun to say. Darn Arnold, oh. um, yeah. So uh, and also, sorry, Dan Arnold, because he was pretty great the first three weeks. Yeah, you know, so. yeah, he was having a good. Start I mean, season. You, you don't get a good player without giving up a good player, yeah. but I, I, I was sad to see it, Darnold to Dan Arnold. Is Dan Arnold's middle name Sam? <laughs> like, it, it, it should yeah. be. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. With um, that. But yeah, happy for you and the Carolina fans. Uh, off to a good start. Mm. Uh, yes. Uh, Oakland, now Las Vegas Raiders, uh, <laughs> 3-0, and and then uh, the Buffalo Bills yeah. after not a great week one. Man, they've been fantastic yeah. in weeks yeah. two and three, so hooray that our teams are off to a good start. We've been talking uh, NFL and the Carolina Panthers. We've got with, Philip Chester. With Philip Chester, our senior Carolina sports correspondent <laughs> here on Run That Back. <laughs> and <laughs> Guitars. <laughs> and uh, Philip is enjoying the good start for the Panthers as, uh, as Scott and I are with our teams. And um, we often like to talk about, like, uh, did you see the game or otherwise, if not, what were you doing instead? So Scott and I actually were uh, – you did get to see the Bills play early on yes. Sunday with the, the group of Bills fans who get together at their undisclosed uh, location. <laughs> That's right. And clearly enjoyed uh, that they just rolled the Washington football team. Yeah, it was it was immensely satisfying. <laughs> yes. Um, and Yeah, and so got to do that. And then we're going to meet up with you and our mutual friend Josh Battenhorse, who's been on the show many times. And – Josh was like, yeah, we're going to meet for the show at 5 p.m. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to get there by 5 p.m. knowing the festivities are going to be yeah. going until 4.30. <laughs> but then uh, we got to meet up. And I, yeah, we were at the Trey Anastasio band uh, performance. Uh, which is fun. And so the Las Vegas Raiders, my favorite team, that was the late game, uh, playing against the Dolphins. And even the, the Raiders were 2-0 going in and, and uh, hosting. The Dolphins have just played them tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have just been a better team over the last few years. So I was very nervous about that game. Um, but I'm seeing music. I'm outside. I'm, I'm very happy. But uh, happy also to be with Scott, who's like, don't care, checking sports. Um, <laughs> well, each break, each music break, I'm locked into the thing. Yes. Then it's like, end of song, get out the phone, refresh, 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 <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, because there were also lots of things happening. I was like, oh, the Patriots lost, right. and uh, you know, Tampa Bay and Tom Brady lost mm. to the Los Angeles Rams. So excited about those things, but also giving you updates on the Raiders Appreciate game. It. But it just showed you how long. So that game went into overtime, <laughs> yeah. where there were three scores in overtime. Yeah, um, to do that and. It was good that, you know, a, a Trey song goes a good four to 14 minutes kind yes. of thing. So it's not like we're checking it every two minutes. Yeah. You know? we're, we're not at a suicidal tendency show. Like every, every, yeah. So it, I don't think people were grossly annoyed with us yeah. that it wasn't every second. But we're like, clearly this game must be over now. Yeah. It's two Trey songs later. Like, this game is still going on. How is this happening? Yes. Um, and I did get a... A message from my sister. I think I've shared this with you all and with our listeners that I um, 
she is uh, sort of away from the sports industrial complex, mm-hmm. so doesn't get the scores. So mm-hmm. I can curate a week of football for her. She's like, tell me what the good games are. And I'm like, you don't want to miss Chiefs Chargers. You don't want to miss uh, you know, 49ers uh, Packers from Sunday night. And I was like, you definitely need to watch Raiders Dolphins. And she was like, oh, really? Raiders Dolphins? And she was, I was like, yep, do it. <laughs> and... She texted me this morning, you know, she's in Germany, six hours ahead. She's like, that Raiders game was insane. So, yeah, so a uh, little bit of the curation. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, as you explained, she was like, wow, I'm just loving the NFL these days. And you were like, yeah, that's my hard work. <laughs> I tell you what the good games are. So, I am your filter. Yeah, exactly. I'm saving you from the Giants Falcons. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> Philip, do you wish I uh, could give you a filter? Uh, you, I might need you to actually could you take over the local tv programming because it was giants falcons on yes. one channel and then washington foot no it wasn't no it wasn't even washington football team was it Bills. not chief chargers um mm-hmm. i had two i had two stinkers as i've heard them referred to uh i think yeah there i can't remember what the other one but it was just two games where i was like no i'm not watching the one o'clock hour because i don't have red zone or any other form form of watching it so I waited until the good game started at the four o'clock hour, and then I also it's, watched the, it's the true. I Sunday was night. So grateful, which thank you for setting up something you want to talk about. Yes. So uh, the Red Zone Channel, which if, if people don't know, that is an extension of the NFL Network, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, which just the whole concept is they are going to cut to whatever game in which a team is within the red zone, which is like you know the twenty yard line or closer to the yep. end zone. And basically, okay, we cut to this game where it seems like they're about to score. And they just keep cutting from game to game to game. Where they're like, okay, now this game's about to score, and this game. So, or they're, or they're like, here's a cool play right. that just happened yeah. over there. Yeah. So yes, you're not missing anything. You don't get those stretches of like, oh wow. And there's no commercials. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's the other amazing yeah. thing. Like a sports product on television without commercials. Like we've talked about soccer mm-hmm. as like that's one of the cool things about it because it's like. 45 minutes straight sports action, no commercials. But NFL Red Zone is just even more. But uh, I know that it's a good – I know now because, yes, uh, you know, you were watching the exclusively the Bills game in yes. early. I was home with the free weekend of the Red Zone. And uh, when I ran into you later, I was like, I, I can't do that every week. Like, <laughs> I'm glad it was like first one's free. Yeah. Uh, and I tapped out and I'm like, this, 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 this drug is too strong for me. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, you're, there's, you know, my, my wife had been and working uh, and was sort of coming home for, you know, a couple, uh, an hour or two in the middle of the day before she sort of had to go back to this uh, job that was uh, keeping her away. So I was like, hey, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. barely I got to right? uh, And yeah. I'm curious, like, how the day go? Like, but I was like, but there was never a point where, like, well, this isn't interesting. So I'll just walk away. It's like, it's never not interesting. Well, that and Tom, you've said that you have FOMO, fear of missing out. Like Red Zone is the ultimate, like, pushes this to the extreme for the NFL. Uh, Where I literally did have to, like, like pull a suction cup (laughs) off a window to, like, push away for the, because the the four o'clock game started up. And I was like, but there's music and friends to say, (laughs) and I'm like, go, and just this. Uh, you know, like turned it off and like threw the remote to like the far end of the, the room. And my wife's like, what are you doing? And I was like, saving us all. Yeah. And Philip, you've had the red zone yes. in the past. Yes. It's, uh, it's as a, per- I don't know if you guys despise this as much as I do, but the 
we show a kickoff or we show a punt and th- we show a commercial, we show a kickoff. Yeah. The return, we go back to a commercial. The red zone is like mana for from heaven yeah. compared to that because I can't like as much as I love football, every time they do that, I'm like, you're killing just a little bit of the football fan in me right. just to make me sit through that extra commercial. So, yeah, the red zone is a very, very powerful drug. The worst is when, like, they go to commercial and then they come back and they're like, we're going to review that last play. Yes. And then they go to commercial again. And you're like, why didn't you just review it during the commercial? <laughs> um, but in terms of, like, delivering product, the NFL... Um, with ESPN have started this new Peyton and Eli show during Monday night broadcasts. And I think I might be the only one who's seen it here. I have to say, I love it. So there's no traditional announcers. Uh, Peyton is in some basement um, with a whole bunch of TVs. Eli's on his couch watching. And then they, they sort of zoom in guests in the middle of it. So, Peyton and Eli are breaking down the game as you're watching it, but it's not like the traditional play-by-play color man um, thing. Mm. They're just talking back and forth like quarterbacks, and they're like, hey, Eli, what what would you do right here? And they're like, I definitely wouldn't be handing it off to that running back. And <laughs> Eli's a little catty. It's really fun. <laughs> um, and And they're also just like, you know, poking each other and just like, I remember when you got sacked against the Giants like that, like your big butt was up in the air and they're like, what about that guy with the big, with the big head, you Peyton, you know? And so, um, and they're like, Oh, look at this. The, the linebacker here, they're going in motion. And so you can see if it's Mm. zone and man to man and they're doing that stuff in real time. And it's great. No, yeah, you are watching uh, other people watch something. So, yeah, yeah, I thought of it. It's like uh, Mystery Sports Theater 3000. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but the big thing that came up was uh, Peyton was saying, I don't want anybody to correct me. You know, yeah. like, mm. I don't want someone who knows more sports than I do, which is why Joe Buck is perfect. Right. It's like mm. Troy Aikman uh, is great, but if he ever gets something wrong, Joe's just going to let that go because he doesn't know otherwise. Right. And everyone was like, oh, yeah. Like, I know what he's saying, but it seemed. Uh, a, a little mean, but yeah, it's hooray! Just well, we have these personalities. We've been trying yeah. to figure out something to do. Um, they've got they literally are like coaching junior high with their kids and stuff. Right. So they're like, I don't want to travel. What can we do? What if you just sit in your homes and just riff on the game? Perfect. And it's mm-hmm. awesome. And so there's like one point at the end of the first half where like Dallas could have like called timeout and uh, run a couple of plays, potentially get a field goal, and. Peyton's yelling at the TV like I was, like, call timeout, call timeout. And he Mm. literally said, what's Dallas doing? Call timeout, Mike. And, like, later during halftime, he's like, I I hope Mike McCarthy doesn't get really (laughs) mad at me for calling him out. That's the head coach of the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you're just getting their, like, real-time thing. They also have, like, LeBron James Mm. and Nick Saban on. And at some point... Uh, LeBron was like, uh, they were like, hey, LeBron, what should they do here on this play? What should Dallas do? He's like, they should call a run play to Ezekiel Elliott. And then Eli go, hey, hey, Peyton, LeBron is better at predicting plays than you are. Like, they're just giving each other crap on this. And I'm like, I'm eating it with a spoon. Uh, They're like two brothers who know a lot about Mm. football. I I can't recommend it highly enough. I love it. 
Yeah, I as a huge fan of the Dan Levitard show. Um, yeah, they also always advocate for like more creativity in yes. sports broadcasting. I I'm really upset that I don't have ESPN two because this totally sounds like something that would be up my alley. And I hope we see more and more people do this because I do think. We take sports too serious in the way we broadcast about them. Totally. When it's, to- when it's absolutely a game, and it's like the way the broadcasters talk is not at all how the way if the three of us were watching a right. game, we would talk about it. And I think if you got more of that vibe going on, that can make the game more fun and more entertaining. Yeah. And that might swallow up some of the times when the commercials are a little boring or when it is a, you know, Falcons versus Giants game. If somebody interesting is broadcasting on that, maybe I actually sit around and watch it. And like they were talking about like Eagles fans and just being like that. And Eli goes, Yeah, I looked over and this guy's <laughs> giving me the double bird and he's giving the fingers yep. on on national TV. And I'm like, let's not pound this out of them. Like that was awesome. <laughs> like, gotta keep doing that. Uh so we've got Philip Chester here in the studio. Uh Wanted to check in quickly about the Charlotte Hornets. Um, it, it was a, a good, solid year mm. for the Hornets. Yep. Um, and uh, there were promises and maybe, oh, maybe we can make the playoffs. That didn't quite happen. But it felt like a really good step forward for the Hornets. Yep. Uh, do you feel like the Hornets are in position to take that next step in the coming year? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, me and all my fellow Hornets fans were thrilled with the Lame- the way LaMelo Ball played. Mm. Um, we finally The lottery finally treated us well, and we didn't miss on him, or at least it doesn't seem like it from the first year. So really excited about him. And then the draft went as well as me and my friends could have have hoped we the both me and my closest friends who are diehard Hornets fans who were going to the the uh, the game the Bobcats games cheering on the Hornets decked out in Hornets gear all those years ago we were we both several of us said if we can walk out of this draft with Kai Jones alone mm. then that's a good draft but the Hornets actually got him as well as James Booknight from nice. UConn and so I I think they're off to a great start if these rookies live up to half of what Lamelo did last year. I think they're they're definitely a uh, a playoff team. Wow! How about that? Um, yeah, I'm willing to say that, which feels really. I, I kind of it hurts actually to say it now because now I I realize how much uh, hope they've built up in me, and so if they do crush it, I'm going to be really torn down later this year. But either way, I'll watch I'll watch all 82 games no matter what. You're feeling the buzz, aren't you? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, the uh, today was the NBA's media day, so, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, back in the attention, yeah, the situation is clear that the Lakers are the big favorite mm. with LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook, and then a lot of other uh, guys who I went to college with, <laughs> um, uh, and those who know how old I am, uh, as Scott's dad, uh, yes, um, would uh, find that funny. But uh, we'll see. So it is interesting to that they have just we're like we are going to win the mm. this year, maybe next year, and then literally be you know put out to pasture. Mm. Uh, but literally, yeah. Um, We'll see. Uh, so it, it's it's fun that they have sort of stepped into like, go ahead, root against us. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I I have been for many years, yeah. right? But, but uh, I, I'm glad that they're sort of embracing that. And it's very strange that the Milwaukee Bucks are like, yeah, but that was last year. I mean, it was this weird kind of you know convergence of uh, 
you know, opportunities and m- m- mistakes by other teams, and that's why they won, and not because they're great. Yeah. Um, so I like that they get to come back and be like, "Oh, I'm glad that we won, and we're listed as like the fifth favorite." <laughs> right, yeah. uh, Philip. I don't think we've talked to you about this. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks made uh, a really interesting run during the playoffs um, yep. last year, and they're also in your division. Yep. Uh, are you scared of the Hawks, or do you think that was fluky? What do you think? I think I think that was on the fluky side. I think okay. Trey Young is incredible, but mm-hmm. I, I think the rest of the pieces on that team are not as uh, as good as I think that was a hot streak. I think it was the Tyler Hero thing, where the Heat went on that run in the right. bubble, where Tyler Hero looked like a groundbreaking player that the Heat didn't want to give up for James Harden potentially. I think that I think. Trey Young is great, and there's a couple other pieces on the Hawks team that I'm not pumped that they have um, for years to come. But I think overall, I think the Hornets are right there with them because last year before the Hornets got hurt with both LaMelo and Gordon Hayward, they were better than the Hawks. They, I watched them dominate the Hawks. So I think the tides could shift. If the Hornets stay healthy and the some of those players don't have the Tyler Hero year, I think I, I, it's not a team I'm afraid of, but... Yeah. As a Carolina Charlotte sports fan, I have to hate all Atlanta teams. That's just the way it is. So <laughs> right. I, um, I'm not, I'm not excited to face them, but I, I do think the Hornets can can match up to them. And because, as we teased at the break, because of some of the um, vaccination restrictions, um, and that seems to be immediately uh, at play with the Brooklyn next, they're like, oh, okay, so if they can have their big three together, it seems like they're going to be hard to to, yeah. to beat. And right now. We we don't know that he's definitely not vaccinated, but it doesn't seem like something that uh, mm-hmm. Kyrie would be excited to do. Uh, he now can't play at any of his home games. So yeah. already you're like, well, maybe you can't just pencil in the nets as the Eastern Conference champions. Yeah, and that's going to be a fascinating thing to see where one of the better players at his position, yeah, does he just not play home games for a, for a season? Or even if he misses just a, a small portion of them, that would be insane to, uh, to see that. So I hope to... I, 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 I I love the NBA, so I'm going to watch it no matter what. But I think this is just one more fascinating storyline to stack on top of all the other stuff, like yeah. you were saying with the Bucks, right. the Bucks being an underdog now compared to some of the other teams. That's right. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a fun season. It starts in just a couple weeks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean we're almost there. Hockey starts in a couple weeks too. Yep. So yeah, October is an insane uh, sports month. Uh, so uh, we're also uh, you know five games away from the start of the major league. Uh, uh, baseball playoffs. Mm, that's right. Um, with the possibility of maybe teams tying for the uh, American League wild card, and mm-hmm. there might be play play-ins to play-ins to play-ins. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, hooray for all that! And yes, while I don't necessarily root for the Atlanta Braves, I got to give them credit. Man, that team has just been uh, skating and just holding the Phillies like three games yeah. off for a long time, which I enjoy. Um, <laughs> so if the Atlanta could win at the expense of the Philly team, I'm okay. Thanks for listening to Run That Back. We'll see you next week.